Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Geriatric Goddess Podcast. Today is July 10th, 2022. I am your host, Christina McConnell. We are going to continue today with Family Caregiving Guide, and we will be doing part three today, keeping your loved ones safe. I am super excited. I am going to be getting a better place to record here in the next week. We've got some new equipment coming in, and we should be available here on more platforms besides Spotify come the 1st of August. But for today, let's get started keeping your loved ones safe, and we will dive in. While all people would do well to concern themselves with the following safety issues, seniors are especially prone. This heightened risk is made even more apparent with lower functioning seniors. Particularly noteworthy safety concerns include falls, driving, medications, depression, and scams. Let's take a look at falls. It should first be noted that falling is not a normal part of aging. One doesn't typically fall just because they are elderly. There are some general causes that may include conflicting medications, poor vision, or neurological impairment, impairments such as vertigo. Slick or wet surfaces such as those found on a bathroom floor or in a bathtub, area rugs that aren't slip resistant, and even the layout of a room can contribute to falls and the furniture is impeding clear walking paths. Four things to help prevent falls are to one, begin your, your loved one on an exercise routine to strengthen their legs and improve balance. It's really important that they're getting a little bit of exercise and movement every day. Number two, review their medications to identify conflicting combinations. This is something you can go talk to their uh, primary doctor about. Number three, schedule a vision exam for them to see if glasses are needed or if their current prescription maybe needs to be updated. And finally, just make the home safer. Watch the rugs, uh, the slippery floors in the bathroom. The, the last items do seem obvious, but the cost for completely outfitting a home for, safely, uh, for safety can range from relatively modest figures to being cost prohibitive depending on the needs. Some cost-effective options are backings or double-sided tape under area rugs to prevent slippage, motion-activated night lights, grab bars around the toilet and then the shower. Amazon has those relatively inexpensive. Do be careful, the grab bars, the permanent ones that you drill in are gonna be better quality. Uh, definitely don't skip on the cost of these. They do have good suction ones. The more expensive ones do seem to hold better. So read the reviews to see uh, what there is. We certainly don't want a grab bar falling off because it was uh, an inexpensive one. The other thing you're going to want to look at is putting non-skid strips on stairs and in the bathtub, and then the use of a cane or walker. On the issue of stairs, especially at the entryway, ramps may be installed to allow for a gradual incline that's easier to ascend while also giving accessibility for wheelchairs or motorized scooters. Ramps are certainly on the higher end cost depending on the type selected, with the two most common types being modular and custom. In the bathroom, options like a zero-step walk-in shower are great for seniors, but they're also expensive. A less costly alternative would be installing a, ba um, a bath bench over an existing soaker tub. Additionally, installing grab bars, a shower stool, handheld shower heads are all wise investments. Finally, fear of falling can actually be a factor to increasing falls. Addressing any falling concerns with doctors and active caregivers is an important step to improving safety around the home.
driving. Uh, we have an episode, How to Talk to Your Loved One, about picking up the keys. When you no longer, when you feel it's no longer safe for your loved one to operate a vehicle and they insist they are fine, this is going to create a difficult situation. The loss of independence that comes from not being able to drive can be devastating. And yet you may need to insist that your loved one should stop driving for their safety and the safety of others. I, I really would recommend with this one, going back to the episode that we have about when is it time to hang up the keys? It was a few weeks ago. We dive a little deeper there, how to have those conversations, what to look for, when is it time to give up the keys? So take a listen on there. The other one we're gonna look at is medication. Medication management is a critical public health concern. Caregivers play a vital role in helping seniors stay healthy by familiarizing themselves with the following five potentially deadly medication mistakes. The first one is ignoring dosing requirements. Overdoses are the leading cause of medication fatalities, and although prescription drugs are the most common offenders, it's also possible to overdose on over-the-counter medications. Seniors, in particular, are at risk of overdosing due to the declines in memory. New pillbox technology is an effective way to ensure seniors are taking their medications and the proper dose and proper timelines. And you can go talk to your local pharmacy. A lot of pharmacies are now starting to do bubble packs. They do those for assisted living facilities, and you can certainly get them done for in-home care. And they're, that way they're already there. They're already laid out. It's less work on you and less liabilities there. You, uh, caregivers also need to help by watching for signs and symptoms of overuse, such as prematurely running out of medication, mood swings, and over-sedation. If you do notice changes in thinking, feeling, or appearance, check in with your aging loved one's doctor. Polypharmacy and drug interactions. Not only do most seniors take multiple medications, but many of them are prescribed by different specialists. While each of these prescriptions are likely to be safe when taken on their own, when combined, they can lead to unexpected and dangerous drug interactions. Without proper monitoring, a physician may unknowingly add a potentially dangerous medication to the list. Caregivers can help avoid this problem by maintaining a comprehensive list of all medications and sharing it with a gatekeeper, healthcare professional, whenever a new medication is prescribed. Pharmacists can also play a vital role in catching potential drug interaction issues. I've seen this so many times where, you know, a resident will end up in the hospital and be prescribed some medications and they'll go to their primary, they'll get prescribed more, and then they might go to a walk-in clinic and get different ones. And before you know it, they're on a dozen different medications without one doctor looking over all of them and the potential side effects. So really keep an eye on those and just because they're prescribed, doesn't mean that they're in the long uh, long run the best interest for the senior. So try to keep those medications down as well. Um, the number th uh, three is going to be mixing up medications. So in addition to taking too many medications and or medications that shouldn't be taken together, many seniors are also taking the wrong medications entirely. This can be caused by similarities in names as well as in appearance. Sorting medication advance can help lessen any confusion. Again, those bubble packs are a very handy route to go, so please call your pharmacy. Uh, additionally, storing as needed medications separately can reduce the risk of errors by patients, caregivers, and pharmacists alike. And then lastly, the mere act of understanding the purpose of each new medication can help caregivers identify if multiple medications have been prescribed to treat the same condition. Number four, we've got food interactions. 
While the dangers of drug interactions may be relatively well known, fewer people are aware that combining certain foods with certain drugs can also lead to life-threatening outcomes. Some food may render certain drug, drugs ineffective. Others may alter the way a drug metabolizes in the body. Thoroughly reading medication labels and following directions can help avoid food and drug interactions. Additionally, listening to your loved one's doctor and or consulting with a pharmacist can help prevent those avoidable errors. Number five, wrong route errors. In many cases, how a medication is taken is just as important as the dosing or possible interactions. Unfortunately, the administration of medications via a different route than prescribed can lead to adverse patient outcomes, including death. This can include everything from swallowing a pill meant to be absorbed under the tongue or injecting a liquid intended to be used as a nasal spray. Five more common medication errors. The following bit of information could be summed up by reiterating the importance of reading a medication's label, especially as it relates to wrong route errors. But in the interest of your loved one's safety, it's worth repeating in greater detail. Let's look at five here. Number one, failure to follow instructions regarding food, fluids, antacids, and ENFs. Many prescription medications require that the patient take medication with a certain amount of liquid, with or without food, or after taking an antacid. The medications may not work or may cause harm to the patient if the instructions aren't followed. Additionally, some medications are prescribed to be taken with internal uh, nutritional formulas. Failure to follow standard protocols for administrating medications with ENFs can also lead to injury. Uh, number two, failure to follow do not crush instructions. While it may be easier in the moment to administer medication capsules, tablets, and pills by crushing or slicing them, this can impact their effectiveness. Resist splitting medication with the do not crush on the label. Number three, failure to properly mix medication. Some medications require shaking, rolling, or mixing prior to being administered. This is an important part of ensuring that patients receive the proper amount of medication. For example, air bubbles and insulin suspensions can displace the medicine and interfere with the patient receiving the correct dosage. Caregivers can avoid this situation by following instructions for proper preparation of medication prior to administration. Number four, inadequate administration of eye drops or metered dose inhalers, MBIs. Eye drops must remain in contact with the patient's eye for a certain amount of time in order to ensure adequate absorption prior to the subsequent eye drops. The same applies to MDIs, which require proper shaking, positioning, and waiting times between puffs. Again, reading the instructions and precisely following them can prevent medication errors. Number five, failure to enforce sublingual drug delivery. Swallowing a pill can have a very different result than sublingual delivery. Uh, a type of lozenge, it's a, a type of lozenge that is dissolved underneath the tongue. If a patient is repeatedly swallowing the sublingual tablets, talk to his or her physician about prescribing a different type of medication. Okay, a couple other things here. Depression. Uh, you may have heard warning signs that suicide among seniors rise during the holiday season. However, this is a widely uh, perpetrated myth. According to the Centers for Disease Control, based on the data from the Anberg Public Policy Center, the suicide rates are actually at the lowest in December, but they do peak afterwards, a phenomenon that some experts attribute to a letdown from the holidays. 
The takeaway for caregivers, the post-holiday months are the perfect time to check in on the mental health of your aging loved ones. Here's a closer look at the issue of senior depression, along with caregiver tips for safeguarding the emotional wellness of older adults. About seniors and depression. According to the data shared by Mental Health America, more than 2 million American seniors suffer from some form of depression. Not only can symptoms of depression be triggered by the onset of late in life chronic illness, they can be exasperated by the death of a loved one. For example, a full third of seniors meet the criteria for depression a month after a spouse's death, while with half remaining clinically depressed a full year later. Depression is a major predictor of suicide in older adults who make up 20% of the country's total suicide deaths. White males over the age 85 are particularly vulnerable with suicide rates nearly being six times higher than the general suicide rate. How can caregivers help? Unfortunately, senior mental health often falls through the cracks when it comes to clinical care. This problem has several causes, including the fact that seniors are more likely than any other demographic to believe they can handle it themselves. As a result, not only are older adults less likely than younger people to mention their symptoms, they are also more likely to view depression as a normal part of the aging process. It is not. Given the previously cited statistics, it is alarming that fewer than 3% of seniors are treated by mental health professionals. Perhaps more alarming, primary care doctors accurately recognize less than 50% of depression in patients. Because of this, Caregivers can play a vital role in identifying mental health issues in seniors, as well as helping them get the help they need. According to the National Institute of Health, sadness is not always the primary symptom of depression in older adults. Other signs of depression may include anxiety or feelings of emptiness, loss of interest in activities and hobbies, feeling of pessimism, hopelessness, helplessness, worthlessness, and guilt, increased fatigue and decreased energy, trouble concentrating and making decisions, sleep changes, including difficulty sleeping and oversleeping, appetite and weight loss changes, irritability and restlessness, thoughts of death and suicide, aches, pains, and digestion issues with no clear cause and that don't respond to treatment. Symptoms persisting for more than two weeks should be addressed with your loved one's healthcare provider. The good news is clinical depression is very treatable. More than 80% of people are receptive to medication, psychotherapy, or a combination of the two. Caregivers can help ensure that seniors get the mental health care they need by keeping a watch for the symptoms, not just during the holidays, but throughout the whole year. The other problem that we're faced with with seniors is scams. The threat is difficult to address because scams are constantly changing with newer, more complex, and increasingly effective scams popping up every day. Seniors aren't the only ones prone to fall for scams, but they are specifically targeted. The loss of retirement savings can be devastating for the entire family. Having a conversation about the following scams, even in passing, can be incredibly helpful in preventing your loved ones from being affected. Below is a list of basic explanation of the five most common scams that affect seniors. Please bear in mind that this is by no means a complete list. As always, if something sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Number one, tax phone scam. Let it be said the IRS will never call to inform a taxpayer that they owe money or back taxes. Threats of arrest and warrants for arrest are commonly accompanying this scam to inflict maximum fear and compliance with the scammer's ultimate demand, give me your money.
Number two, you've won. Amazingly, your loved one receives a call to let them know that their name has been selected to receive a wonderfully outlandish prize. Money, trips, and cars are theirs if they provide the number to claim their prize. Sadly, there's no prize waiting to be claimed, just a scammer attempting to steal personal information, bank account numbers, social security numbers, and whatever else they can get the victim to divulge. Number three is a tech support scam. Typically, this happens as a pop-up when going onto a website that has been hacked by would-be scammers. The pop-up usually claims the computer has been affected with a virus or is in need of a specific service. As luck would have it, there is also a handy Fix My Problem Now button on this pop-up that will get all the needed help for a small fee. The much larger and more dubious fee comes from in the potential stealing of passwords, logins, or any other personal information provided. There is alternatively a phone version of this scam where the caller says that they're with Microsoft tech support and that your loved one's computer has been generating errors on the server for weeks. The goal is the same and hanging up immediately is the best option. Number four, the lottery scam. One of the oldest standing scams. This one involves a phone call letting your loved one know that they have won a sizable foreign lottery. The only thing they need to claim the prize is paying the taxes in advance, typically by wiring money through Western Union. This is a guaranteed scam. Save the headache and have your loved one just hang up. Number five, Medicare calls. When receiving a call to confirm and update Medicare information, just know that this is a scam. What they're after is the Medicaid, Medicare number or more specifically, they're after your loved one's social security number, which is the Medicare number with an additional letter and a number. This is not information you want in the wrong hands. Medicare calls would never ask for this information because they already know it. I hope this has been useful to you guys. If you like this episode, hit the subscribe button so that you never miss another episode. We will be doing part four, dealing with dementia and Alzheimer's next week on probably Wednesday there. So I hope you guys all have a fantastic week. I am your host, Christina McConnell, your geriatric goddess.